German masala. Sit back and listen to German masala. Sit back and listen to German masala. Welcome to the German masala podcast, a show about an Indian and a German talking about stuff in English. I'm your host Alex, and I'm your other host Harbir. This is the first episode of our show, of our new podcast, and I'm so excited to start this project with you, Harbir. It's it's been a while. We had had this planned, and now we're finally recording our first show. So the way this will work is we're planning to start off by making this podcast once every two weeks, and we will take turns choosing the topics of each episode. And the catch here is that we won't tell the other person what we will be talking about, and then uh, we'll see where things go, what their initial reaction is, stuff like that. Yes. Uh, I, feel- I have planned some really nice things for you, Alex. I'm I'm excited. I honestly I haven't thought about that many topics yet, but uh well obviously you have the first one, but we'll see where it goes. So I think this will be interesting because although we're friends and we we do enjoy some of the same stuff, like I don't know, playing table tennis, for example, um, or actually real tennis also, right? I want to say our interests do a do vary a good amount, right? We we still like we live in different worlds in a little bit, and I think we it will be interesting to hear our different perspectives on things. Definitely. Uh, I mean we can start by looking at our origins as well. I mean, I'm from India, although I've been living in Germany since 12 years now and, you know, quite well-versed in what's happening in the society. But still, you know, I have that Indian perspective as well. And you, I mean, you are from Germany, so your perspective on things is a little different than mine. So, of course, I mean, we have that diversity going over here, uh, you know, when it comes to how we think, Uh, what our opinions are but then there are as you were saying some topics like we enjoy playing uh, games like table tennis or tennis with each other and you know talking about movies etc all those kind of hobbies yes that we share I, I completely agree and it will be interesting to see because yeah I was born and raised in Germany uh, but I did spend a considerable amount of my life uh, in the US also I, I studied abroad and I worked abroad for some time I still have a good amount of friends there Uh, so, so it will be interesting to put our lives perspectives together on some random topics and, and, and see where, where the discussion goes. So, um, I guess, I guess we'll start. So I'm starting us off this week. I, I got the honors to do, uh, which means that obviously you, Harbir, will, will have the topic, uh, the chosen topic on our next show. Yes. And, um, we, we got to have a small disclaimer here, at least, because uh, since this is our first episode, we started off by brainstorming together about some topics. And although you confirmed you didn't do any research on any topics or something <laughs> like that, um, you 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 know what we'll be talking about this week. So your initial reaction won't be capturing your your pure emotions that you would usually display when hearing what we'll be talking about. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I do promise that I didn't do any research and uh, we both know that it's one of your favorite topics. And I mean, although I'm interested in this topic as well, but it's not something I'm, I'm an expert in. All right. Well, with that being said, let's announce the topic. Well, we kind of know that from the uh, title of the of the show already, but we are talking about space and more specifically human spaceflight because just recently uh, the SpaceX Crew Dragon Demo 2 launch launched astronauts Bob and Doug 10, into 9, space. 8, 7, 
six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff of the Falcon 9 and Crew Dragon. Go NASA. Go SpaceX. Godspeed, Bob and Doug. Uh, for the first time from United States ground in nine years. Uh, the last time being the space shuttle, the, that iconic space shuttle, obviously. And also it was the first time ever that a commercial company built the rocket that they launched on. So it, it was on a commercial rocket that they launched to the International Space Station. And it was amazing. I personally enjoyed this topic, as you said, a lot. It felt like a I'm, I'm being part of something bigger and it felt something, I don't know, I felt... Like, this is something that's awesome for the future. And I want to ask the question and I want to talk to you about how important is this for humanity, society, and us individually? So uh, I guess because I already, I, I think about this, I don't want to say daily, but a good amount. Give me your initial, like, what is your initial things that you you think about this, right? Like, like how do you see like space flight and humans being launched into space? Well, as I said, I mean, I'm definitely interested in the topic, but I haven't been thinking about it, uh, about the topic that much. Um, to be honest, I think this is something which is going to be like of utmost importance when it comes to technological advances in the coming in the coming time in the future, right? So I know that there have been talks, at least in the US, they are talking about sending uh, people to moon again in 2024, which is not that far away. But with SpaceX doing this now, I think the whole job they have will be made a lot easier because I'm hoping that SpaceX will uh, support NASA or the uh, U.S. government in in that case as well, where people will be going to the moon, and of course, I mean, next step is Mars, as Elon Musk would say. So you know, very interesting, and I think a huge step. What are your thoughts, Alex? Well, see, the the thing is, and that's already like our first our first thing here is you said like the technological advancement that will come from this, and this is super interesting because my first thoughts are more on the lines of, well, I might, I might be biased because I watched the live stream and Elon Musk talked about it and some other people as well. But I thought about this as being obviously something for expanding the human uh, the human species into the universe, right? And, and going beyond Earth, going to Mars, going, going to the moon, hopefully establishing like a moon base there, but also inspiring society, right? I mean, especially in these times right now, we're fighting a global pandemic, uh, there's racial diversity uh, or a racial divide, or should say, uh, that is being discussed heavily right now, and and it's and it's good that it's being discussed. But especially in these times, I feel like sometimes, at least for me personally, the world is coming crashing down, right? And you have to find the the bright spots, the the things that that you're excited about, that make you get up in the morning and be like, yes, this is going to be a great day, and and humanity has something bigger in front of it, and. A space launch like this is is just I, I can't think of anything that's more captivating and more energizing than seeing a rocket lift up into space with humans on board even. Yeah. Um, and I hope that this will really inspire the next generation of, of, of people, right? Inspire children, inspire humans to maybe switch jobs and inspire people to do something and look at the bright side and where things could end up if if we're applying ourselves and working towards a joint goal. Yeah, I 
Absolutely agree. I, I mean, I went straight to technological advancements because I don't know if you read, but there was a SpaceX launch today as well, where they sent some satellites into uh, into the space. And I was thinking, okay, these satellites are supposed to give the world like better internet connectivity, which leads to all the advancements. That's why I went there right away. But I agree, this is, we Really, we are in a dire need of some good news right now. As there, there's actually a show, <laughs> some good news on YouTube these days, made by John Kaczynski, and I think it's it's a really funny one. Uh, but yeah, agreed. It's it's inspiring, especially for kids. If I were a kid right now, I would be looking at uh, what SpaceX is doing and thinking, okay, I I I have to go to Mars soon. I'm going to be an astronaut. Uh, you know, it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's capturing those minds, right? It's 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 inspiring those kids to think about something that a lot of adult people right now are not even believing is possible, or at least weren't believing up to this point is possible. And when you see just how far a company like SpaceX has come in, you know, basically like 20 years, give or take a little bit, but how far they've come in terms of building and launching rockets, landing them on Earth, People said this is impossible. No one can do it. And seeing that something can be done, I think should inspire every one of us to think beyond maybe what is currently done and be like, you know what? If things should be different, they can be different, right? And this, this applies to everywhere. This doesn't only apply to technology, but this applies to society. This applies to, to every part of, of our interaction socially and as humans, where if something isn't right and people just say like, well, it's been like this forever, no one can change this, things can be changed. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, as you said, it hasn't been that long since SpaceX started. So I was under the impression that uh, SpaceX launched it first, its first rocket into space in 2006. But I think you just said that this was the first time a commercial rocket was launched. So is it is there something I'm not getting right now? Or do you know that? Yes. So maybe, maybe I wasn't clear. It's the first time astronauts were launched on a commercially built rocket. So oh, okay. yes, definitely. I mean, SpaceX is a commercial company. They're taking money for sending payload into low Earth orbit. Into Actually, they, they have a contract with NASA already to resupply the International Space Station. And then also they're building their whole um, Starlink basically network of satellites for providing low latency internet to, first of all, um, regions in this world which don't have good coverage right now. This is at least our mission right now. So they're our commercial company and they have launched multiple rockets before. Like I want to say like 86 on Falcon 9 or 87 with this one. Um, wow. But yeah, it's, it's the first time ever that a commercial vehicle was used to launch humans into space because so far the space shuttle was a government agency funded project and NASA is a government agency that is funded by the US government and the Russian Soyuz capsules I'm not entirely sure on them but I want to say they're also government funded yeah I think so too what do you think how long until we can go to Mars <laughs> I really hope Elon Musk with his uh, really ambitious goals is right and we can we can be on Mars within less than a decade. Um, I am not sure if we can go to Mars that soon. I want to say that hopefully by the, hopefully maybe in like 20 or 30 years, there will be a general infrastructure in place, at least on the moon and hopefully it, to a certain extent on Mars, 
where probably not everyone can just buy a ticket, um, yeah. but where select people, either those with enough money, let's face it, companies like SpaceX have to fund themselves and putting people up on Mars if they are willing to pay like, I don't know, like half a million dollars or something. That's a meaningful way of funding a company. So so that's something great. Um, but I don't know, like when human spaceflight in the terms of us as a regular population can get on a rocket, just like we would get on an airline flight and, and jump to moon or Mars. That would be so cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> what's possible right now. So one other topic, right? So we talked about this is something that's inspiring and this can greatly advance us in terms of society um, and technology. What do you think about like individually? Like how does it impact you when you see something like this? I talked about how it inspires me and how I get up in the middle of the night and, and watch these things or stay up really late. Uh, yeah. People will make fun for me actually uh, right before, I don't know when that was, before I had my like bachelor thesis defended or something like this. I actually stayed up all night watching like a SpaceX launch or something. And then <laughs> and then was was kind of tired, but I felt at that time like it was worth it. So, so yeah. what is it for you individually? As a kid, everyone, I, I guess everyone is interested in looking at stars and thinking about what's beyond the stars, what's in the sky and uh, where does the moon go and all those kind of things. And I was not, no different, you know, and I, I had a very close relationship with my sister and my sister was a science student back then. I was very little. I was like five or six years old and I would just keep her asking questions and questions and she will keep answering me. And I, back then there was, there was a phase in my life, like when I was six, seven years old, I was thinking I need to become an astronaut, right? <laughs> But then there was there was like kind of pressure from everyone as as I started growing up, like you have to do something which will help you get a good job later. And then, you know, I I sort of stopped dreaming about that as a lot of kids do. So I think that's the thing. When you see these kind of things happening, when you see people actually going into space and and a company like SpaceX doing this. And when you have a hope that this is going to be a lot more frequent in the future and that, that, that the prices are going to come down, then on the one hand, parents will start actually encouraging their kids, right? They will be they will be seeing future in that. And the second thing, kids will be seeing this on TV and they will be inspired as well they will be motivated so i on on a personal level i think this is a great thing i i enjoy watching this i did not watch it live but i watched the uh, recording on the youtube later i i watch everything on youtube these days but i, I guess a lot of people do that um, um of course i watch your channel as well alex's universe alex <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, in case you're wondering, I do have a small side project that I uh, where I talk about electric cars and vehicles in general. It's not only cars, but also bikes and other stuff. So, so well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's Tesla, though. <laughs> yes, just fairly frequently or fairly recently, it's mostly Tesla. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. I mean, you brought up a really good point, which was that you stop dreaming, right? And this is something that is. I feel like it happens to so many people where, you know, adulthood sets in and you're told you have to do something with your life, get a job that will be secure, get something that will be stable. And 
personally, I feel like this has held humanity back in a number of ways where society has basically stopped advancing and only nurtured their own jobs, their own systems that were already in place without advancing them anymore, right? You, you have yeah. people saying, well, I have to become a, I don't know what, like a software engineer because we are we need more software engineers to build more software that we already have and enhance the software, right? Well, maybe software engineers is wrong example yeah. because they can build cool new stuff but i really hope that launches like this will encourage as you said parents and also children and kids to to think about this more in the terms of everything is possible and if i want to dedicate my life to science which with with topics that seem impossible like going to mars um if i want to dedicate it to music to art to something else that this doesn't have to be a bad idea. And just because a, you know, a branch within society right now is not the most profitable in terms of money making and making an adult life, that doesn't mean that you cannot make it, first of all, because obviously some people are already doing this, but this doesn't mean that this won't transform into something bigger. And let's face it, it took one person, basically Elon Musk, well, technically it took a couple of more SpaceX huge team. Uh, I don't want to downplay the importance of having an, an dedicated and a great team of doing something like this, but it took the inspiration of one person and the dedication of one person to start this, get this rolling. And I hope that other people will be inspired to be the next person that gets something changed. Yeah, definitely. Especially, I mean, now at the risk of going into a different topic, but with all the automation that's you know coming up with with machine learning with artificial intelligence that we have right now and which is going to be better and better in the future a lot of jobs will be going away then it's not really a bad thing to start thinking about new kind of jobs new kind of work spend time on the things that you're interested in um i don't know if you watch this there's this famous ted talk of someone from from england i think his name is sir ken robinson i'm not really sure about the name but he talks in his ted talk about how the whole education system right now is just is is made to fulfill the requirements of the industry like the industrial revolution that happened uh, in the 1800s and the whole school system is, is built for that, like you have to read. So what he's basically saying is, why is mathematics considered more valuable than let's say dancing or acting? It's just to fulfill the needs of, of the industry. Yes. And yeah, I mean, if you say that automation is going to get rid of 50% of the jobs, then 50% of the people will have time to do something that they actually enjoy doing. You know, and that's what I was saying, then parents might push their or encourage their children to do something that the children want to do instead of where they would be making their livelihood, right? And, and, I, and maybe apart from that, maybe this will also advance these other sectors that are not considered like the most money-making businesses into something more of a general job-like structure as well, right? Because if if the if the auto I know this is a different topic now, but if automation is really getting rid of so many jobs, I think what will happen is that we have to have some kind of universal basic income, probably on one of our other, hopefully on one of our next shows. We'll see, we'll see. Um, and and it's widely debated if this is a good thing or a bad thing. But the thing that gets me excited is if people have more time, what are they going to do with that time? 
right now we have like eight hour workdays, right? So your eight hours of your day is occupied by stuff which you are maybe forced to do or which you which you enjoy, but you don't have to do it anymore. What are you going to do with the rest of the time? Well, some of it might go to exercise. Some of it might be go to, I don't know, family, grocery time, whatever. But a lot of it will probably be recreational time. So yeah. you'll you'll be watching more Netflix shows. You'll be watching more, I don't know, maybe dance. So maybe stuff like, let's, let's stick with the dance example. Maybe dance will become more of an online business or, or non-online business, who knows, right? Global pandemic, stuff like that. But yeah. maybe your career can really be having a dance channel. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, and maybe the, the amount of people watching this segment of, let's say YouTube or any other TV network or whatever, maybe it will grow to such an extent that there is place for not one or two big YouTubers or, or, or personalities who are doing this, but maybe it will be really going into that. There's going to be a huge ecosystem just supported by people doing this professionally to a certain extent. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think that that's a great point. But again, I mean, this is a huge discussion and we should definitely talk to talk about this uh, in, in one of our next episodes. Yeah. Um, coming coming back to the coming back to the space uh, thing, how did you get started? Like how what made you interested in the whole topic? That's an interesting question. Honestly, I don't quite remember. Like space has always been something where I looked up to. I remember, so um, my parents' house where I obviously I grew up, um, it it used to be two stories, but my parents originally only planned of, I guess, having one child and then two others were there. So my both of my siblings. So at some point, like we kind of ran out of space. This is a really luxury problem. It, it, it's a nice house. It, we all had you know, enough space to live in. But if you, if you know, you have siblings, you don't want to be in the same room with them. You want to have your own room and stuff. So, okay. In the end, uh, we decided to build, because it was a flat roof house, we decided to put another, um, another like basically story. story. above. Yeah. And, and that's where my room was when I got a little bit older, when I was a teenager and because it was right under the roof. Uh, and in Germany, we don't have any AC in any of the houses. I got really hot in the summer. And at yeah. some point I started to throw my mattress, like just my, my actual mattress, or maybe it was an air mattress, whatever. I put it on my balcony. I had a balcony right there. I put it on my balcony. It was nothing, like it was basically like a roof terrace, right? It wasn't really a balcony. Yeah. It was like a roof terrace. Yeah. And I slept under the stars. Yeah. And obviously I would only do this when there's no rain. And when there's no rain, there's usually no clouds. And I could look at the stars while I was sleeping. And this image to this day when i go outside at night and i see the whatever what is it called the big dipper i think in english the the, yeah. the in german it's Wagen, i think the big dipper when i see that it gives me a sense of there's something bigger right and then the entire sci-fi industry comes along with movies like um I don't know, like Transformers with other movies in the Marvel universe where my imagination runs wild. And it's it, it actually, I've never really read science fiction up until fairly recently, a couple of years ago, I want to say. Um, and I don't know, it, it got my imagination going. And then to be completely honest, SpaceX came along with their rocket starts and live streaming them. And it was just given the opportunity that you can watch something live happening halfway around the world. And then actually when it started, when they started landing those rockets, I was so excited about this. It got my, 
I don't know. I'm a tech guy. I love tech. And I know how hard it is to balance a rocket like this coming down landing. And I think this is how I evolved. Giving, yeah. like, it was so interesting. Well, okay, one last thing I know I've been talking for a while here and I want to hear how you got interested or not interested or maybe why this, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but one last thing is I remember uh, back when I was small, I, I was always interested in, in math and science. So um, at some point I read about that human or that, that earth is obviously spinning, rotating around itself. Um, yeah. And you can calculate the speed something is rotating on the outer surface of a ball by using a certain formula, right? To, you know, like using the, the diameter and oh, blah, 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 whatever. I, I don't have it in my head right now. Um, but I was so excited that this existed that I, I told my, I think it was my dad, like, I want to calculate how fast each of the planets is spinning. So I remember that in my, like in my early childhood days, after I obviously could speak and read and, and learn about math, I sat down and calculated for every planet in our solar system, the rotational speed they're rotating at. And I, and you know, this, wow. it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was, I was super fascinated about space at that point, but it just, or maybe it just started like, I think it's an entire process. I think that's what I want to want to end up with, right? It's, it's, I gradually got more and more interested in things that all ends ended up basically in sending humans to space right now. <laughs> wow. Interesting story, Alex. But uh, were your calculations accurate? Did you check? I honestly, I didn't. I want to <laughs> say like it was at a time where I wasn't just, uh, I wasn't just at my computer and searching everything that I wanted to fact check. So yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I I have to check if I find that old piece of paper. I don't know if it still exists. <laughs> cool. Uh, it's, it's fascinating that we had like, although, I mean, we come from like totally different uh, cultures and societies, but, but our experiences were quite similar. I mean, for me, uh, the reason how I got interested in like into space, in, in stars, etc., was so in India we used to have a lot of power cuts when I was growing up. Like where I was growing, not all of India, of course, not in the big cities. I come from a smaller town, and there were lots of power cuts. And what would you do in power cuts in summer? Like there's 40 degrees even at night sometimes. So you would go up to uh, up to the terrace and sleep there. And we used to. No way! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the same. Wow. Yeah, and then we, I would just lay there and look at the stars, and I would, I would annoy my sister with all the questions I had. What is that star? Why is that star shining brighter than the other ones? And then she would, she told me a little bit about like Ursa Major and the other constellations, and I kept asking her more and more questions. So this is how I, I got interested back then. That is so similar experiences, right? That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so we both basically at some point slept out on a terrace or something like that and, yeah. <laughs> and looked at the stars and we're like, hey, this is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, a few it, years apart as you are a lot younger than I am, but yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But no, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Okay. So. This is something that obviously touches kids, uh, maybe maybe even a little bit more than than adults, just because it, you know, when you're an adult, you have so much that has already happened in your life up to that point. So it it puts things way more into perspective. And if someone tells you we'll have flying cars next year, your head will do way more calculations and fact checking 
as you know against a human like a, a kid's head right a kid doesn't have that many reference points yet and a kid might think oh yeah that's totally like we have electric cars now why don't we have like flying cars next year um yeah. so i think the the childish imagination helps a lot to get people excited about stuff yeah definitely do you know have you heard of the marshmallow challenge like where they give you uh like spaghetti dry spaghetti oh, and marshmallows yeah and tell you to make a structure out of it. And I did this, like, I mean, uh, I used to work for a big consulting company and we had this training where we had to do this. And then everyone was coming up with the ideas that they, you know, that you would usually see in the in the everyday world. And you would say, okay, we need a proper like fundament to, to make your building as high as possible. So, you know, all those kind of things that you would think as an adult. And then they showed us video how children were making buildings with this, with the marshmallows and the spaghetti. And they were a lot higher, a lot more innovative, a lot more fun. And, you know, we sort of lose our, our power of imagination somewhere along the way uh, when we grow up. Yeah. So, of course, for children, it would be, I think they can imagine anything you would tell them, right? Uh, yeah. I, I think that's that's a really big power. And maybe, uh, again, branching off a little bit here, maybe this is something that organizations should consider using, right? I, I'm not going to talk about, like, I'm not going to say, like, child labor or anything like that. But, you know, <laughs> capturing the imagination of kids in specific to yes. solve problems. I don't know if every, I, I've never like, I've never searched for that, but I, I, I'm wondering if there's not a big opportunity in this world to solve big existential problems yeah. by kids' imaginations, ideas or something like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe there is. I mean, Alex, we just had next billion dollar idea. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody now listens... We can, now we can afford to go to Mars. <laughs> So if you listen to this right now and, and you think, well, I'm going to I'm going to use this idea, uh, feel free to do so. But uh, shoot us an email. Uh, we'll have uh, we'll also link, by the way, we'll link the YouTube uh, videos we referenced today uh, down in the show notes. And we'll we'll also have a contact email address. So uh, if if you plan to do this, feel free to do so. Just shoot us an email. We want to we want to know how it goes and maybe have you on our show. Yes. Um one thing that that came up when we talked about children, which I actually had stuck in my head now for 10 minutes or so, learning, right? Education. Um, mm. I think education is one of the highest goods and one of the most important things to solve actually a bunch of the issues that we're facing right now. Um, I'm I'm a big advocate of free education, of education for everyone who wants to have education, and and maybe even for some kids who don't want to be educated because uh, you know in, in Germany at least schools you, you there is a, a a general uh, what is it called like a Schulpflicht um, I like you have to go to school you're it's, you're basically it's mandatory, right you have yeah to it's, yeah so, thanks thanks it's it's mandatory that you attend school as a as a kid and I think there's a really good point to be made for that but from something like this big launch, right? From something like the Crew Demo, Crew Dragon Demo 2 launch, I think it's the official name of that. Um, you know, kids might get interested and learn about space way different than they would approach this in school, right? You wouldn't, there wouldn't be a, a uh, teacher standing in front of them telling them like, okay, so we're talking about space and it's blah, 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 it's blah, 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 it's blah, blah, blah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, teachers, you're doing an amazing job. Your job is really hard. Uh, I, 
I teach some children, like smaller groups in my, uh, as a part-time job of my job. Um, yeah. and, and, and I hugely enjoy that, but I recently had like an internet session with them. It was only 10 kids and it was already, it was hard. It was hard. Um, but, but no, like the, like as a, as a kid, you know, you're looking at this launch and you're hearing like, Oh, this, like this rocket is 70 meters tall. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, how big is the house? And the house is like, what, maybe 10 meters or 50 meters tall. And you're like, no way. This rocket is like 70 meters. And it puts things in perspective. Also, like they're launching to the International Space Station, right? That's, I think, in June. I actually just looked that up. So I, I definitely know that in June 2020, it was, or in May, end of May 2020, when the rocket launched, the International Space Station was at an average like altitude of 418 kilometers above Earth, right? So... So, okay. you know, you're looking this up yeah. and you're learning stuff where even a bunch of adults that sometimes, sometimes I obviously talk about this with friends and, and I'll be like, so yeah, they launched them there and they're like, wait, this is, this is like, they launched them a thousand kilometers away from earth. And I'm like, no, actually the ISS is like 416 <laughs> or 18 kilometers above earth right now. So a lot of things you learn, or at least I also learn by watching those really important and interesting videos. I, I agree. I mean, it's you. You just said that someone thought thousands of kilometers. I used to think it's like hundreds of thousands of kilometers far away. I'm a bit embarrassed to say that now, because it's it, you know it seemed to be such a big deal going into space. And of course, it's a big deal because of other reasons like Earth's atmosphere and you have to have a certain velocity, certain speed to go out of that. You know, but I used to think it must be so so far away. And then I read like not not a long time ago that it's just like a few hundred kilometers. It's even it's I mean from here even Munich is further than than the space station right now. So yeah, we we of should course. maybe clarify we're, we're both living in Hamburg and recording this in Hamburg. So Hamburg, oh, yeah. Munich, Germany. Uh, yeah, that distance is further than the space station. Yeah, thank you, Alex, for doing this. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, no problem. Um, but yeah, so the education part, how big of a role do you think this could play in the space frontier, right? Like, because yeah. we're, I think we're at the start of a space age, right? Mm. This is this is not the end, this is the beginning. So how important will this be for schools, for education, for, for kids, for entertainment, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, this can become, I, I think this has, this has the potential of becoming the next main subject in the schools. Like, you know, a lot of schools these days are offering programming. That didn't used to be the case when, when I was a kid. Uh, I had, I remember I, I touched a computer for the first time in the school when I was in 11th grade in India. And that was also, yeah, uh, we didn't really do much. It was like, uh, here is Windows Paint and do some painting on it. Microsoft yeah, I mean, Paint, it was, yes. <laughs> I used to love that. I used to love draw boxes. Yeah. And like, draw, fill them in. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and now you see so many of schools uh, in India offering uh, robotics, uh, offering prog uh, programming courses. In uh, I think uh, I think it's Finland where you can start learning programming when you're in kindergarten. So I, I think like the whole space program or education about space, this has the potential of becoming one of the main 
courses, one of the main subjects offered in in the school. You're right. Mm. I haven't thought of it from that way because obviously, yeah, schools are offering way more IT courses and, and courses now that they've ever done in the past because it's become such an important part of our society, obviously. Yeah. But but now this will offer up not only see, I, I look at it at two different perspectives. So the one perspective is it gives certain uh topics more relevance, like for example, math, science, yes. physics, like mm -hmm. it uh, even chemistry. Like people always think, why do I need to know about this? Well, you want to go into space, you want to build a rocket that goes into space, you need to know how rocket-grade kerosene, it's the RP-1 fuel that, for example, SpaceX uses, and yeah. uh, liquid oxygen, uh, how they combine, what, what happens, right? And all of a sudden, you have a legit reason to be excited about chemistry in school. You have a legit reason to be excited about physics because hopefully your teachers will latch onto this and be like, you know what? We've been talking about angular momentum for quite some time now, but... Yeah. You know how you can use this, where it's actually used? Well, if you want to you know, send people into space, that's where you use this. And then the other part is actual topics dedicated to this, right? You have, maybe you have Mars studies as a, as a school topic, right? As a subject in school now, where you talk about potential of colonizing Mars and how this should be done. This is yeah. something that could legit alter the course of humanity. So why not educate people as that you educate people in uh, physical education, in biology, in other things, why not have a dedicated, like not not astronomy, like dedicated like Mars studies course? Yeah, I agree. I agree absolutely. Yeah, let uh, exciting times, Alex. Let's let's see and let's hope that this happens. You know, uh, at least it would be more interesting than teaching kids mathematics without letting them know what they can use it for you know which so often is the case so yeah i agree it's yeah. such an important part of making people understand things of having relevant real world uh, examples and and um ed education points to 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 look at and then overall obviously it's looking at it from like the 10,000 foot view now, or the, I don't know what it, what the German equivalent of that is, how you would name that the 10,000 meters, <laughs> 10 kilometer view. Um, looking at it from it? that view, yeah. 10,000 feet is probably like what, three kilometers or something. Yeah. What, wait, really look, sure. let me look this up. 10,000 feet where you know that we used it. Yeah. I think I already said something stupid, but the, uh, Kindergartners learning. Oh, it's, it's, I think it was six to eight years old in Finland. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 actually pretty much exactly three kilometers. It's three thousand and forty-eight meters, ten thousand foot. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. But but yeah, let's let's take that view for for our like kind of last big point that we want to look at here, humanity. Right. Um. Are we at a breaking point where if we do not advance? into space we will die on this planet is there is there a need that we have to leave this planet in order to survive as a species right is this is humanity will humanity die will humanity be eradicated due to viruses due to um i don't know earthquakes due to some i mean in the end don't get me wrong in the end the the sun will you know get into a big red giant and we'll all die so that is is i don't know a couple of billion years away uh, yes. or not not a couple, but like 
a long time away, but at some point we will. Okay, but let's let's talk about the more immediate future, like the next hundred to thousand years. Do we have to get off this planet? Uh, I I seriously hope not. Um, but the way things are going, I mean, you see uh, the climate change. What's happening with the climate change everywhere? There are lots of islands, island countries actually, which are endangered right now. You know, they they were saying, uh, I can't even remember the name of the country. Somewhere, somewhere near to Australia, actually, an, an island country. And they are saying in next 25 to 30 years, uh, a lot of this country will be underwater. I mean, even if you think about uh, Netherlands, uh, it's also like it's already under the water level almost. And, you know, they, they have built huge gates, which is like... Uh, how do you say, like a great achievement for uh, humanity that you can do things like that. But the question is for how long, right? If we do not take any immediate steps, then, you know, climate change is there and that is going to lead to catastrophic things. But again, I mean, I hope that it's not because of these things happening, like we, like, us destroying our earth that we will have to go to Mars, right? I, I hope that it'll be more like our our nature that we want to explore new things, you know? Um, that is why we would like to go to Mars. Um, and that's, I hope that would be the reason why it happens and not because uh, otherwise the humanity will not survive. What do you think, Alex? I hope you're right. I, I, I sincerely hope you're right. But honestly, I feel we have to do this because of that exact reason. Um, we're okay. on a, I don't want to say dying earth because this sounds really negative and I don't want to be super negative, right? But we're on a planet that cannot sustain us for forever, right? And something will happen either through, either it will, either a lot of people will really have to suffer and enough people are already suffering due to, um, circumstances which could be solved, right? Which is, uh, which are maybe some political and other issues as well. I don't want to downplay this, but I mm. think that we have to expand as a human species to, to, to really make sure that we survive in the long run. And I'm not sure on how much of this is forced by this idea because I follow Elon Musk pretty closely, and obviously he is a SpaceX founder, or at least he was on there really early on and gave a lot of money to them. Um, and he always talks about this out of the perspective of, yes, we, we need to do this so that humanity has an advancement and that we, uh, and then also that we inspire people. Right. Um, but in, in the sense of way that we need to do this because otherwise we'll die. Let's look back at history, right? We were on the moon like how how many years is that ago now? Wait, was when, it when was nineteen sixty nine? Landing the first one. Well, when was the last moon landing? I want to look at the last moon landing. When was the last moon landing? Apollo seventeen was the eleventh. Was that the last one in nineteen seventy two? I'm not really sure. I thought oh. it was in nineteen sixty nine. I might be. Well, that was I think one of the. Oh, the first. Oh, here the last men to walk on the moon. On the Apollo 17 mission, yeah, no, I think that's I think that's it. The 1969 was the first one, okay, and then the, the and then the last ones 
were uh, 72. So either way, either way, it's, you know, it's been a, it's been half a century, yeah. right? Almost half a century, right? Almost half a century. But it's been almost half a century. Mm. And we basically have have gotten less out there in space, right? We we stopped exploring. Our advancements have backscaled. I don't want to. I don't want to say the ISS building the International Space Station was a huge effort, international effort that that was a great advancement into space. Uh, the Hubble telescope, stuff like that, right? That's all really cool. But as far as human spaceflight is is advancing, right? It actually, I want to say it it went back in time, and maybe humans would have. And I don't want, I don't want to see, this is where I want your opinion also. Like, is this, is it all because of Elon Musk? Is it because one person said, no, we have to get back because let's face it without his impulses, without mm. his pushing the Mars story, right? Would, would we even be talking about this right now? Yeah, that's a very good question. I think he is a charismatic leader. A lot of young people. So we both are in tech and we have all the people that are in tech around us. And we, whenever we talk to them, or at least I talk to them, I have the feeling that they are usually a fan of Elon Musk, right? So I think, yeah, so that guy is definitely a charismatic person. And he... Not he everything is, he says, though, to, to be clear. Like even, even, even I, like he has said some things, especially on Twitter, which I don't agree with. But I agree, like, I admire him for his achievements. Sorry for jumping in there, but yeah. No, sure. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I also don't agree with everything uh, he says. But again, the point still remains that he is charismatic. He is willing to take risk, you know. He's taking risks all the time, right? He he will invest his money, own money, if he believes in, in the idea, which is, which is a great thing. And I think his contribution has been enormous and i'm not really sure how much advancements we would make otherwise because you know as we know i'm not really sure i don't want to say anything wrong but i think nasa cut down on on some budgets as well and i know there are other countries cutting down on budgets etc so you know when it comes to space exploration so i think it, it's good that now private sector is is becoming one of the players in 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 the whole space industry and i hope that other companies because competition is always a great thing right it so i i hope other there will be other companies getting into this soon as well which will encourage you know not not just the it will not just be the case for spacex then which will be trying to get us to mars but there will be other companies and there'll be a race so I'm I'm hoping for the best. The next race to space, right? Yes. The next the next big race where we're doing something. Uh I, I want to say that NASA actually had really high budgets this or at least they are currently on track to get in one of their highest budget requests ever going through or at least in a couple of years. So th that's actually good to see. Um oh, cool. the yeah, the current administration although it 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 I don't want to say anything wrong here. It, it you know, it's <laughs> it's controversial at least on what they've been doing in a bunch of different ways. Um, I watched the SpaceX live stream, obviously, and the SpaceX director, Jim Bridenstine or something. I don't want to say yeah. his name wrong. I think it's Jim Bridenstine or something. Um, he talked live on air and said that, yes, the current administration is looking to giving them a big budget, which I think is, is exactly what they need.
is it is it because of Space Force that that uh, that the, the Netflix show? <laughs> no, I, I mean that it, it's based on the real idea, right? Yeah, I don't know if you remember. Like a year ago, I think Donald Trump said, "Oh, we would like to form a Space Force." Right. Yes. And actually, have you seen this, that there's a big dispute now? And I think the Netflix show had to go back and remove the Space Force logo from their show. Let oh, me really? see if I can find it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think they had to go uh, Space Space Force Force logo. Yeah. I want to say there was some news about this. Uh, Space Force... Oh yeah, Netflix like is winning the first duel with Trump's real Space Force. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of news about this where apparently the actual Space Force uh, wanted their logo removed or something. It, it's weird. It's super okay. weird. Like this, obviously something like this had to happen after Netflix <laughs> put out like Space Force. Why not? Yeah. Um, but um, but no, the, the thing is though, Elon Musk always, and going back now to this, will would this have happened or will this have happened or? I guess, would this have happened anyway? Yeah. What Elon Musk once said and what resonated strongly with me is the following. Uh, obviously, uh, for everyone not aware, Elon Musk is also a co-founder uh, of, or a founder, whatever, of, uh, he's involved definitely in SpaceX and Tesla doing electric vehicles, right? So yeah. what he has said in multiple talks, I want to say, is, look, electric vehicles, although I may have advanced their current trajectory by maybe 10 years and bringing them into society 10 years earlier, electric vehicles would have become a thing no matter what. And I agree mm -hmm. with him on that because at some point, I mean, first of all, it's this is a different topic, but burning oil is stupid, right? And we should mm -hmm. get away from that. We have better technologies now. So yeah. at some point we would have had to pivot away from that anyway. Otherwise, it's not sustainable and we'll we'll have a big climate crisis, which we'll have anyway, regardless, but maybe or it, it would be so much worse by continuing to to do that, that the industry would have gone into electric cars solely because it's the better technology at some point anyway. Right. Well, tell that to the lobbyists who are still well, who still do not agree that electric vehicles is the is the way yeah. to go, you know. Well, that yeah, that's that's a that's a topic for a different podcast. Okay. Uh, certainly, uh, everybody listening, electric cars are the future. If you don't agree, uh, I want to say like Netflix, uh, Netflix, Tesla just hit their biggest valuation. Uh, now, the most valuable automaker in the world because they are the current only automaker in the world that are a hundred percent electric and investing solely in future technology. But again, different topic. But so he said, all right, Tesla would have happened anyway, right? Like not Tesla in and itself, but but electric cars. So the yeah. cause is maybe advanced and this will help humanity greatly. And I love that. But he goes on and saying, well, look, SpaceX, nobody thought about doing SpaceX. There is no immediate need for people to go to Mars. There is no, there was no plan of putting humans on Mars because why, Right. Right. Nobody, nobody was sitting there somewhere and saying like, you know what, as it is with electric cars, that will be the future. Going to Mars will be the future. Let's start doing that. There was literally before he started talking about colonizing Mars. I think the only time I even read about this was in science fiction like circles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Again, as I said, uh, I think Elon Musk, uh, it's his contribution is definitely huge. Let's hope that it 
doesn't remain to one single person to do this in the future as well. You know, let's hope that others get encouraged. Uh, the public sector gets encouraged. The private sector gets encouraged and start working on this together. I think that's that's a really uh, positive note to end on. Uh, <laughs> yes, I completely agree. Let's hope that this will be something where we'll look back in a decade on this day and we'll be like, yes, so much has happened since then in the right direction. A lot of people jumped onto that train and now there's a thriving infrastructure, a thriving economy for spaceflight, for Mars housing, for rockets, that uh, SpaceX will be one of many with the opportunity to bring people to space and beyond to Mars or like, you know, space, Mars, obviously in the same region, but okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in to our very first German Masala podcast. We have a bunch of really cool podcasts. Well, I don't actually know what the podcast is next, so I can't say we have a bunch <laughs> of cool podcast topics planned because next one is yours, but you said going it, into it, this. It is a cool topic, believe me, Alex. <laughs> okay, it's, it's a cool topic, so you should definitely tune in next time. You can yeah. find us on all major podcast streaming apps such as Google Podcasts, Uh, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, and we also have a YouTube channel. So it will, there's no video, it's just the audio. But if you want to, if you prefer listening on YouTube, feel free to tune in there. Just search for German Masala Podcast and you'll find us. Yes. Um, hope you liked our first episode and hopefully you'll be listening to our next ones as well. Completely agree. Until the next time. Until then. Bye-bye. German Masala is a podcast under the Alex Universe name. Alex Universe is currently one YouTube channel hosted by me, Alex, where I talk about electromobility, electric cars, electric bikes, all of that good stuff. And this podcast hosted by Harbier and myself.